breathing in air the fake ain't phony they're just seeing impaired because you believe what you see or believe what ain't there the real world is twisted and to me it ain't fair because greedy people seem welcome to the voices in my head the intro and outro music is west and coast by the high council you can check them out on soundcloud Welcome back. You've been enjoying my podcast and YouTube channel. Please hit that like and subscribe button. I'd really appreciate it. Came across this crazy article and it reminded me of an episode I did a while back about a woman that was able to claim squatters rights on a property that she had been living and using for over 30 years or approximately 30 years. I believe the state was Delaware or Maryland. And in that state, it was if you could show that you were on that property for 20 years, you could claim squatters rights. And this woman could show 30 years of use. She thought it was her backyard. She thought it was her property and she was using it and she won. Here is a different situation, similar, but it wasn't squatters, right? Someone just outright stole a parcel of land. I'm on Daily Mail. This article is dated August 2nd, 2023. The headline is Connecticut Dr. Daniel Knexberg returns to his parents' land after five years to find it's been sold and 1.4 million four-bedroom mansion being built by South African, quote, D-thief. Now, I think the headline's a little bit misleading, but basically true. You had the land, he comes home, someone had stole the land and was building a house or sold it to somebody to build a house on it. And we're not sure exactly whether the person building it is also the person that stole it or exactly all the details or who is the actual criminal or how many criminals are involved. But let's get into this. The bullet points here, Knigsberg, hopefully I'm pronouncing his right, has been passed down a parcel of land from his late parents that he intended to keep undisturbed. To his horror, the property was sold from under him by a scammer who impersonated him and raked in $350,000 from the illicit sale. In a lawsuit, Kenningsburg is now asking for the property to be returned to him and to have a $1.4 million home removed from the land that was erected since the fake sale. Let's get into the article. A man returned to his family Connecticut property after five years to find a $1.4 million home being built on it after a scammer impersonated him to sell the land. Dr. Daniel Kenzigberg has owned the piece of property in Fairfield, Connecticut after his late mother passed away in 2007. The .458 acre lot remained covered in trees for seven decades after his parents Nathaniel and Esther bought an acre but only used half of it to build their home. After selling the family home in 2011, Kensingberg had plans to pass the empty lot, which is worth $350,000, down to his children and grandchildren. In August 2022, however, the lot was sold without his knowledge when someone impersonating him signed a power of attorney to a solicitor, and says this is British American term, an attorney, a lawyer, who authorized legal documents on his behalf and moved the property to a real estate firm or he sold a property to. I mean, you got to remember, this is British English. And so I got to translate a little bit here. Now, the question I have is I, when I read this, the first thing I thought was this attorney is either in on it or really sucks at his job. And I don't know which one. And once again, this is just my opinion, my theory. Anytime I've been to an attorney for whatever reason, drawing up a will, taking care of any type of legal documents, I have to show ID. I have to provide my driver's license. Even my CPA, they keep a copy of my driver's license on file. And I remember, I think it was a year or two ago, my wife said expired and she got a new one. And when they were doing my taxes, they had to send me an email saying, hey, we need a copy of your 
wife's driver's license. So even my CPA, I go to a new doctor. I have to show them ID, which is normally is going to be my driver's license. How did this attorney accept a power of attorney for the quote landowner and never saw ID? That's what it's questioning. I'm really questioning. Was he just too eager to get his fee and didn't really dot all the I's and cross all the T's? Or was he part of it? Was he promised part of the sale? I really want to know what his compensation for this was. Was it higher than normal? Now, if it was just a normal lawyer fee or attorney fee for this type of transaction, then he was duped. And I'm thinking he kind of sucks at his job because he didn't do the right thing. Now, if it was a lot higher than the normal fee, then I'm thinking he may be an owner. Once again, these are all my opinions. Back to the article. In a lawsuit, a Connecticut firm called 51 Skytop Partners is said to have bought the land for $350,000 in October of last year without Kensingberg knowing it was ever up for sale. So let's try to keep the track of the events here. A scammer signs over a power of attorney to an attorney and that scammer does is conning, either conning or participating with the attorney. Now, since the attorney has power of attorney over the property, he punts it up for sale. And what I want to know in the questions that I'm going to be asking is, was there an actual sale on the MLS listing? Or was this a private sale, something that never actually made it onto the MLS? Which if it was private, then I'm thinking the 51 Skytop Partners is part of it. But then again, we, we don't know. We know there was a scammer involved, unknown, who got 350000 or 350000 minus any commissions. There was an attorney who may or may not have been involved. And then there's this 51 Skytop Partners group or co- corporation that may or may not be involved. They could be a completely innocent party. Back to the article. A few months after this, they had a construction company begin building a four-bedroom house on the property with the doctor still completely unaware. So now the builder is involved. Now I'm thinking the builder probably has nothing to do with this. This is so far removed. And if he's a reputable builder in that community, he's going to make sure all the I's are dot, dotted and T's are crossed that the I'm building on the property that whoever is paying me actually owns that property. I'm hoping that they have some process for that. Back to the article, a 4,000 square foot house appeared for sale on Caldwell Banker in March for $1,475,000. So that's the finished property, not the, the land that was originally sold for three fifty. dollars That's the one I want to know, did that ever make the MLS listing? Now, if it did, then I'm thinking maybe the attorney didn't have anything to do with it, or at least that would prove 51 Skytop Partners had nothing to do with it. But if it was a off the book sale or, or a, a sale that never actually went through the normal real estate channels, I'm wondering maybe 51 Skytop Partners was involved. However, I'm thinking they, they're they probably innocent. At least, once again, these are just my opinions, guys. Just as I read stuff, I'm trying to think, all right, how, how does something like this happen and who could be the bad guys in this? It wasn't until May of this year that he heard anything when a school friend called Kensingberg to let him know that a fellow friend was receiving hospice care and mentioned the property being built on his land. When he eventually made the trip and saw the home that had been built, Kensingberg had his attorney look into what happened. Kensingberg told the Washington Post, I was living my life normally until May 31st, and all of a sudden, this happened. According to the lawsuit, some unknown person from South Africa made a fake passport for Kensingberg with an incorrect birthday photo and address. So right there, as the attorney, how did the attorney fall for this? Back to the article, this person then had Connecticut lawyer Anthony 
Manelli executed the transaction after posing as Kensingberg and appointed him as power of attorney. How does an attorney fall for this that had incorrect birthday, a photo, and the address? Now, I know you get ID. You don't know what that person looks like. So when I go in an attorney's office, or even if I'm communicating over phone and I take a picture and I send an image of it, they have to look up. Now, I know attorneys have access to a lot of government records. Are they able to verify the password? Now, a lot of attorneys can verify driver's license. They can verify government IDs, but can they verify a passport? Now, what I would be questioning is if this person lived in the community and I could easily look up that, hey, this property has been owned by the Kensingberg family for 70 years. Why does this person not have a driver's license? I'd be questioning that. Then also I would be questioning is where exactly is this attorney? Is he in the same community or is he is he in Fairfield or is he in one of the large cities and doesn't know anybody? Especially when it's coming from overseas. I would immediately suspect or worry that this may be a scam. So I may make a few phone calls. I may pick up a phone call and, and maybe call a police, the police department down there and say, hey, I got this and I'm just wondering if this is a scam. Do you have any record of a Kensingberg? And they can look up either in their records or just do some do, simple due diligence. That's why I'm wondering, was the attorney involved? Was Once again, this is just theory, wondering, thinking out loud, not making any accusations. Let's get back to the article. After his attorney informed 51 Skytop that they hadn't purchased the property from the correct owner, construction stopped. Now, I can see if 51 Skytop is a victim, they're out the money. They're out $350,000 for what they purchased and whatever money they have paid the builder so far. And a lot of times it's in increments. You, you pay maybe 10% down and then you have 10 or 20% more payments as the house gets to a certain point of construction and then the last 10 or 20 percent is paid at closing or after they accept the house knowing that it passed all the inspections has its certificate of occupancy and it's up to the standards of the people that actually is having the house built back to the article in a statement to the washington post owner gina leto i'm assuming is part of the 51 sky top partners said we as buyer had no contact with the party impersonating kensingberg which i believe back to her quote we had no reason to believe he was an impersonator we would not have paid three hundred fifty thousand for a property nor would we have invested hundreds of thousands of dollars more in construction if we had. I sort of would agree that. And I would think most people would trust an attorney that's in their community. Now, foreign quote attorney contacts me like I do all these email scams. I'm not going to trust them. But if I am buying a property and an attorney shows up to closing that says, hey, we have power attorney, I'm going to believe them, especially if I know they're a real attorney. And if I got a business card, I may Google them and say, are these guys, who, the, who are these guys? I, I would believe them. At the same time, I wonder about the title company that had to do the title search. Now, I know they're just going by the title records and if everything is filed appropriately with the county, they think, hey, this person does own the property. The uh, Obviously, the title company is going to show the real Kensingberg is owning the property. The attorney's coming in saying, I am power of attorney for Kensingberg. I am allowed to sell this property. And they're going to, the title company is going to go along with that. I w- at the same time, I wonder if the title insurance that you normally get with a closing would cover something like this. Don't know. Back to the article, Lato is also said to be following requests for the company to be removed from the lawsuit. So the 51 Skytop Terrace Partnership is saying, hey, we didn't know anything about that. I don't know if that's going to fly because I think they have to prove they don't have anything to do with this. I think probably will be found.
found to be a victim of this scam, where I, I think the attorney is going to be in bigger trouble on how he, even if he was not part of the scam, how he allowed this to happen, how he fell for it. Because I'm sure there are probably certain legal practices or legal processes that he did not follow. He did not do his due diligence to verify this person that was contacting him from South Africa to ensure that they truly were the person they said they were. So I think he's going to be in trouble with the Bar Association for that. In a minimum, worst case scenario, he was part of the scam. In That's why I said, I want to know how much he got paid because if he got paid well above a normal fee for something like this, then I'm thinking he probably cut some corners because he was looking at the box, either part of it or willfully turned a blind eye for the money. Once again, my opinion, guys, not trying to accuse anybody, just thinking out loud. So the people that bought the property are saying, hey, we want to be removed from the lawsuit. We had nothing to do with this, but I have a feeling they probably won't. Kensington filed the lawsuit against Manelli and 51 Skytop Partners on July 14th in the U.S. District Court for the District of Connecticut. He has requested that he have the property returned to him, have all the other parties involved to cease their activities on the land and to remove the home. Fairfield Police are also investigating the transaction because yes, a crime has been committed and we know the person from South Africa likely committed that crime and I say allegedly committed this crime. The question then becomes what was the attorney's involvement? What was 51 Skytel Partners or Manelli? Now I'm thinking as farther you get away, less involvement. I think the builders, builders aren't involved. I, I really don't believe that. And this would have to be a huge scam if all the parties were involved. And that, that'd be really amazing and far-fetched, but I've seen crazier things. So the owner, the railroad owner, Kensingberg, is saying, hey, I want that house torn down. I want you to put the trees back up there. I, w- I want that land back the way it was. I want to be made whole, which he has every right to do. Really fascinating and just shows that in the day of the internet, how people believe everything they get in an email or, or they see on the internet. And my question is, I would have to question how old is this attorney? And right here in the article, has a picture of him on the left. If you're on YouTube on the left, you have the Dr. Daniel Kensingberg, who probably, I'm guessing, is probably in his 50s maybe early 60s. He looks good if he's in his 60s. Obviously, more of a baby boomer or at least a just right outside the baby boomer years, which I think baby boomers ended in 64. He's probably up there. The attorney looks very young. Now, the reason I'm bringing that up is he probably looks, I would say, late 20s, early 30s. He is very young. The reason I'm bringing that out is because as a boomer, I grew up half my life without the internet. I grew up through most of the 60s, 70s, 80s, mid-90s is when the internet started to come out and didn't become big until the end of the 90s. So 35, 40 years of no internet. You have the millennials are growing up their whole life with the internet and they just believe everything they see. Now, I'm not saying that's what happened with the attorney here with uh, Anthony Manelli. I'm just wondering as a younger person, millennial, is that the reason he fell for the scam? If he truly fell for the scam. Once again, I want to be clear, I'm, I'm not making any accusations. I'm just theorizing. I'm just wondering how does an attorney do this either. It was a very good scam, but they said it wasn't because the picture was wrong. The date of birth was wrong. I mean, everything that he should have done his due diligence should have proved that, hey, this is not the person I am talking with. So either he really sucks at his job, is not that good, and really made a lot of mistakes that the bar, the Connecticut bar is going to have a problem with him on, or he was part of it. And like I said, the fees would tell me whether, or at least convince me whether he was or wasn't part of it. If he just got normal 
funeral fees, then he just didn't do his job good enough. He was not a good attorney. Really fascinating. I want to see how this is going to turn out, but I have a feeling things don't move quickly through federal court, but very fascinating. I'm glad the doctor found out before squatter rights kicked in. Now, obviously that'd be 10 or 20, 30 years down the road, but a lot of people, if they just have the land, they just forget about it. It was just lucky that he had a friend that contacted him and said, oh, by the way, one of our close friends is now is dying in, you know, we're at the age that our friends are starting to die. And he said, oh, by the way, uh, I saw they're building a house on your property. A good thing that you sold it. I, I didn't know you had it up for sale. If it wasn't for that conversation, imagine this house being sold, a family buying it, moving into it. And all of a sudden they have a mortgage. And now the levels of victims just gets deeper and deeper. If I see anything new about this, I definitely bring it back because I just found this fascinating. Thanks for listening. I could run the whole block just from walking the line. Pocket is prime. These are the thoughts of my mind. And I'm a straight rider, never stopping a sign. And I'm only slowing down if I'm stopping the sign. Six figures on the check before I'm jotting a line. It goes one for the money, two for the clothes, three for the honeys, and a four for the flows. Five O's and six.